Hey, story lovers, I'm Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. In this end of February episode, I'm not ready to let go of the topic of love yet. How about you? You may actually be saying, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with Valentine's Day. I'm done with the commercialization of it and all that. But that's not what I'm talking about. So what I'm going to do today is replay an episode I did last Valentine's Day. It was a bonus episode. And I just listened to it a little while ago. And I think it's pretty darn good. It has to do with love and long-term romances, long-term relationships. And I've been in one. So maybe I know what I'm talking about a little bit here. Anyway, stay tuned for a replay of my episode about long-term love. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. This morning, before my husband, Mike, went off to work, he suggested that I listen to an episode of the Hidden Brain podcast. Something about the difficulty of a long marriage. Of course, I was wondering, why does he want me to listen to this? I didn't think we were having any difficulties. So uh, he mentioned the idea of back in the day, people would join kingdoms and, and join fortunes. And only recently we've, we've married and decided to stay together for love. So I decided that before I would listen to it, I would think about my own ideas about long relationships. And maybe I'll listen to their episode t- tomorrow and see what they have to say about it. But uh, Mike and I met at West Point our sophomore year, and uh, briefly, and then senior year, I got to know him much better. He was a battalion commander, and I was his supply officer. I used to joke that I worked under him before we even started dating. <laughs> it didn't take too long once I started dating him that I realized he was the type of man I could spend the rest of my life with. Now, I don't know if it was intuition. I don't know if it was my need for a challenge. He's always been very challenging. We come from very different families. He was raised by wolves in the boonies of Northern California. And I was raised in a cracker white neighborhood in a suburb of Boston with four sisters. So we come from very different upbringings. I recall proposing to him second semester senior year because I discovered that if you were engaged and you had a wedding date, then you would be guaranteed joint domicile. And uh, I had decided by that time that, yeah, he, he was the one and I didn't want to be in Germany and have him somewhere else when we were just starting to really get to know one another. So yeah, I... Uh, proposed to him right before take seats in the mess hall. And he came by later and I I explained the plan to him. We graduated in 1983 and had a couple weeks off before we were to go off to our respective basic courses. He was going off to Fort Benning and I was going off to Virginia. Well, my mother suggested that maybe we get married before going off to the basic course. That left us about 10 days And so uh, even though I wasn't sure if it was legal, we planned our wedding in 10 days. 
Mike had done the pre-Cana requirements back at West Point in order to be married in the Catholic Church. I wanted to, and of course was expected to be married in the Catholic Church, like my other four sisters and my family. And the fact that Mike sacrificed so much for me, <laughs> doing things for me that proved to me that, that he loved me and wanted wanted to keep me regardless of my my upbringing. So yeah, we planned our wedding in 10 days. Not exactly the traditional way of getting married. We did phone call invitations, which of course raised eyebrows in our very conservative neighborhood. And over the past 34 and a half years, we have grown together, and, and I think a huge, I know, I don't think, I know that a huge reason why we've been able to stay together and be happy together is because we've grown together, and we've always communicated really well and often and with humor. Mike would stand on his head for me if he knew it would make me laugh. He actually has stood on his head for me many years ago. Um... <laughs> I, I won't tell you why, but it worked. Those of you who know him well know what a sense of humor he has. <laughs> and we were friends first before I ever looked at him as being a potential mate. And I think that's really important that people know one another as individuals first before they make a huge lifetime commitment to one another. So when I think of what the episode on the hidden brain might say about the difficulties in a long relationship, I think they will probably say something about the fact that people just didn't live as long. I mean, that's kind of an obvious thing. You know, people died younger a long time ago, even before they merged kingdoms. They died from lions and tigers and bears and scurvy and consumption and smallpox and dinosaurs, maybe. I don't know. And when you live longer, things wear out and they change, right? I mean, it's as simple as your hair, right? In my hair episode, I talk about that hair growing in weird places and in thinning. And so perhaps I might wonder when he's behind me, is he noticing? Oh, and I'm not going to tell you why he might be behind me, but is he noticing perhaps that my hair is thinning too? Is that going to make me self-conscious? Can I be free and confident with my mate? And I'm saying I, and can we, you know, in terms of like, you know, anyone, anyone who's been together for a long time, right? Perhaps your hair might be thinning as much as your, your spouse's. Who knows? But it's kind of an embarrassing thing to think about. And so maybe we close up a little bit. Maybe we stop talking about those types of things. We live in an appearance-driven world, right? And now with the ability to have plastic surgery for whatever we want, we can keep our appearances longer. And it's almost an expectation for that. I remember my mom's peach fuzz cheeks. We girls inherited her peach fuzz. I talked about that in my international incident episode <laughs> with the uh, Korean soldiers wanting to touch my cheeks. Uh, the ones on my face. But what's my point of this? What's my point about the idea of vanity? And I guess my point is that as we age, we notice things and we don't necessarily 
talk about them, right? I mean, when you first hook up with someone, everything is new and sexy and lubed. (laughs) Hormones are raging. There's no low T or low E or low anything, really. Hormones level off. I remember mom talking about not understanding those low T commercials and, uh, and saying to us, your father never needed any of that. <laughs> and I think probably right up until the very end, or at least she claimed he never needed any of that. Not exactly what you want to hear from your 85, 86 year old mother. Or, or maybe you do, maybe you do, because it, it gives you hope, right? They laughed a lot. There's a lot of pressure, though, on a woman in a relationship to keep things up, keep all things up, right? I remember my mom talking about her girlfriends getting together and giggling over the idea of meeting your husband at the door wrapped in saran wrap. (laughs) Let me tell you, not that I tried this in my 20s or anything, but my thought is that it's not going to be a pretty look, ladies. Don't do it. Just imagine, imagine the sweat. (laughs) But yeah, the idea of keeping things up and keeping that sex appeal up, I think I'm going to blame Disney. Think of little girls growing up with those hot Disney princesses as their models. It's really difficult to uh, live up to that kind of standard. And then we get into the Victoria's Secret outfit years, right? Back when our birthday suits fit a little more snugly than they do now. And what's what's up with even the name Victoria's Secret? There are no secrets there. Victoria's Secret ought to be the name of a lingerie shop for mature women who actually have things to hide. <laughs> somewhere along the line, and we're just I'm just being honest here with a long-term relationship, somewhere along the line, some women that I know <laughs> Uh, All right, me. This happens to me. You shift from feeling like you look like Ellie Mae from the Beverly Hillbillies to looking like Granny. And I know there's got to be some transition in the middle there, but I I think maybe that's just the time when we start lying to ourselves or wrapping the saran wrap a little more tightly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, you know, part of the difficulty and maybe in long-term relationships, is that you make that commitment for better or worse, right? Uh, well, especially if you if you get married in a church, for better or worse. Now, whoever complains about anything getting better? No one's going to complain about that. But things, things do potentially get worse as things wear out. And if you're not already from an early time in your relationship able to talk openly and honestly, respectfully, and with love, also with humor, then you're destined perhaps to have a relationship that's going to be far more difficult than it needs to be. You know, think about when you first meet that person you plan to be with the rest of your life. You're young and hot and fire burns hot when you're new and young. But I've grown to believe that it's the embers that keep the house warm on long, cold nights that are far more important than that initial blaze. The ability to be able to pluck that stray hair from your partner's nose or from your own crazy Einstein eyebrows. What is up with those? You wake up in the morning and they're they're 
like five inches long poking you in the eye. (laughs) Maybe to be able to acknowledge things, talk about it, acknowledge that things do change and be able to laugh about it. I think you grow apart when you can't have those talks and those talks can be embarrassing. So, you know, I guess some other things could pull people apart. I, I wonder what children do to a relationship. Don't think about having them if you think it's going to fix a relationship that's not already solid. But children can bring pressures. I love our children. We love our children. We love it when our, our boys come home. We laugh a lot. I do harbor a concern, or maybe maybe I call it a hope. I hope that they can find relationships with partners they can love and laugh and last with. Young people have it so difficult today in the dating world. It's so much different from when I was growing up. I had one of my sons show me how the dating apps work, and it just I just had a hard time getting my head around it. So yeah, there are, there are a lot of reasons why relationships could be difficult, but I don't think they have to be. I think at a certain point, and maybe it's in those transition years, when you're not young anymore and your birthday suits don't fit quite as snugly as they used to. And, you know, it's not, it, like I said, it's not something that you typically talk about, but I, but you can. And if you haven't communicated well with your partner for years, if you've been with them, maybe find someone to help you have those conversations with, have you be in a situation where you can laugh about the reality of growing older and growing older together. So I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be asking Mike to stand on his head for me tonight when he gets home from work. I won't share with you what I'll ask him to do with me, but I do know that by the time I fall asleep lying next to him, I will have a smile on my face. And it's not because I put silk sheets on the bed. Those days are over. <laughs> and if you haven't tried silk sheets yet, give those a try. Do a run and start and land on them and slide off the other side and land on the ground. <laughs> or put your head on the pillow and it shoots out from under you like a pearl onion. <laughs> no, not going to do that. Not going to put on any saran wrap. <laughs> I would like to wish you on this Valentine's Day happiness, challenges you'll meet together, the ability to grow in your communication with respect and love and laughter, lots of laughter, and maybe some yummy chocolates too. I wonder what the hidden brain says about the difficulty in long relationships. I don't imagine they'll say anything about scurvy or dinosaurs. Maybe they will. I don't know. Until next time, beware of silence. Keep those lines of communication with your partner open. You can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at ledvalaurel.com. I'm also going to include a link to a piece written by author Polly Iyer in the blog, The Blood Red Pencil. I'll have that link there. It's called Love is 365 Days a Year. And I'll have to say that her piece inspired me to republish this piece. Let's not forget to show appreciation for those we love every single day, even and especially on the difficult days. If you enjoyed this episode and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends. 
I hope you'll support Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligator preserves. And join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different. Let's see, until then, what kind of preserves would someone in love spread on their, well, let's just leave that one alone, shall we? <laughs> love you. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at Amazon.com.